Welcome to Life Talk, a series of thought-provoking podcasts specifically developed to thoroughly enrapture, dynamically expand, and potentially enrich your life by challenging your heart. And now, here's Craig. There are a lot of dialogues going on in our country today. And at times, the innumerable dialogues that are going around regarding the the state of our nation appear to be less, really less dialogues and something more akin to agenda mongering or rights crusading or something of that sort. And in all of that, it, it seems that somewhere we've hijacked the solemn rights and the sacred liberties afforded us. And we have taken those things and we've forced them into servitude around these egocentric agendas of ours and these these myopic special interests. And I would, I would suggest to you that the altar of self is where nations perish. And I think we need to think about that. And on that altar of self, we've too often found ourselves tediously picking apart the fabric of liberty and meticulously editing the founding principles of this nation so that we can go ahead and justify our agendas and rationalize our interest in the name of the very freedom that we are, in fact, abusing. And in response to these kinds of actions, leaders and heralds of of certainly debatable origins go around spouting these bold platitudes, and they chart even bolder courses that really have little substance and, and are often void of the balance that's achieved through the really the merging of wisdom that has been seasoned by time or, or the vision that has been gifted us through deep, deep struggle and the, uh, the astuteness that's afforded by the heritage that we enjoy. It too often seems that we are frankly adrift on what I would call the tides of whimsy instead of the currents of calling. And that the sails borne by this, this kind of ship of state are too often driven by the fickle winds of these politically correct agendas and these bane opportunists, instead of of being buoyed firm by the the, the hard core values born of faith and legacy. And, And I would ask, has the insanity of such realities actually been adopted as our norm? Has our identity as a proud people become the mess that we've permitted it to become? And as I think about this, I ask, is is this who we are? And are we satisfied with those who have their limited vision and selfish notions that is run on, on anemic platforms that end up perpetuating this very mentality, while at the very same time saying those platforms do not? And in the mess of all of this, have we chosen to follow those who talk about what has perished with themselves having little to no idea of what has actually perished and their role in causing it to perish? If you look around, it seems to me that there is a longing in our country and in our lives, a longing born of a great absence. And there is likewise a passionate search arising from that absence that appears to be seizing this nation today. I think that we live in a culture that that is a culture that maybe is too comfortable in its 
created a malaise that spawned of that comfort. And in that malaise, we've increasingly distanced ourselves from the founding principles of our nation, yet we've not distanced ourselves so far from those that we fail to feel the bruising impact of this profound absence. And I think that it's within this perplexing state that the soul of an entire nation of people are finding themselves plagued by a sense that something has perished that that should have never perished. And in this, there is this ever-stirring sense that it is somehow our solemn duty to find this thing that has perished and to restore it so that this this cherished nation of ours might rise to heights that excel those summited at even its most glorious moments. And so while all of it may seem simplistic, I would suggest that we begin, we begin to confront this we begin to do something about it with, with, with something, something simply powerful. And I would suggest that this grand undertaking might begin by reclaiming two simple yet potently unifying principles upon which this nation was founded. First, I would suggest that freedom that is not exercised for the common good is freedom absconded and freedom absalted. Freedom exercised for self is nothing more than greed in disguise. For to to hoard assets of any kind, any kind at all, is to simultaneously move someone else, somewhere else, into a deeper state of impoverishment. And to create scandalous agendas that are driven by self-interest is to sequester others with the shackles of our unrestrained ambitions. Therefore, freedom that is rightly exercised on behalf of the person standing next to us is impoverishment decisively crushed under the heels of liberty and spurious agendas wholly exposed under the piercing light of principle. And when all of these things transpire, freedom is free to be free. And nothing man can devise can stand in the way of that. And secondly... I would further suggest that that morals abandoned as a means of granting ourselves permission that these morals, in fact, would not have granted us as freedom traded for license. Such a trade-off is nothing less than cultural suicide. Even those who propagate such actions would say it is cultural liberation. Freedom is never license. And we would be wise to understand that the distinction between the two is so utterly profound that they cannot exist in proximity to one another. Rather, freedom is the manifestation of a, of a, of a deeply held confidence that if we are afforded choice, mankind is innately principled by morals and sufficiently sacrificial in nature and in attitude due to an adherence to these morals that we will fight all of the lesser impulses and we will consistently choose with selfless integrity. And without these timeless morals, decay and anarchy, that is, is certain to be our lot and is already our lot. And with them, 
with these morals and with these values, the impossible will be our servant. I would have you think about this. It's my belief that we're a far greater people than we have chosen to become. I would stand by the conviction that we are not what we have fallen to, and we all inherently know this at some level. And in the carnage of freedoms abused, and in the mess of morals abandoned, there yet lies tremendous potential. And that potential doesn't lie in legislative bodies or some institution somewhere or in the midst of some stirring platitudes or political platforms of any design, so don't look for them there. Rather, this potential resides in each of us, in you and in me. Because if you think about it, great nations are built on individual people of all type and sort who seize the principles of freedom for all, who zealously hold to timeless morals despite the cost of doing so, and who join with other like-minded people in an indomitable march of mankind that nothing in all of mankind can stand against. It is, it is truly the common man and the common woman who intentionally lives out these principles in their sphere of influence, whether that be large or small. It's living those things out that changes lives, it awakens nations, and, and in fact, it alters history. And so I would hope that we would all take such stands. And as a result of our doing so, may there emerge a truly a groundswell of epic restoration, unprecedented, that sweeps our heart, that seizes our souls, and restores the greatness that has been the enduring hallmark of this great nation. Thank you for joining us for Life Talk. For further information or additional resources, please visit www.craiglpc.com.